Rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. Tune in at 10 a.m. and join Antonia Roman as she sings and reads the Word of God. The Word of God will give you insight for the purpose in your life. Now here is your host, Antonia Roman. everyone doing this morning good morning my friends on this Saturday morning I can only tell you that this morning in California the Sun is bright and shiny and I'm with the hopes that it will be a nice uh, warmer day today as I the Lord has given me a night's rest and I can be so excited about waking up this morning to share the Word of God with you again today. For those of us who are sometimes waking up and we're just like energized and ready to go, I know sometimes for others it's kind of like a lagging and uh, takes a minute to get up and get situated. So I get it. I understand. Especially for some of you who are still facing very cold weather in some other states but I thank you for joining me again this morning and we're going to pick up where we left off we are in chapter 7 of Hosea and uh, we had already covered last week you know um, that you know people were robbing and stealing and doing wickedness right in broad daylight they did not care about uh, anybody's um, uh, notice of them because they were so entwined with the sins and the crimes they were committed. They didn't care about anybody else but themselves. And we also spoke about how even God was uh, making sure that he was chewing up and spitting out those um, and forcing them to go against one another. There are many things that we always say about how God really unveils and exposes things that are happening. And God will always make sure that he just not just exposes it, but he also makes sure that um, there's going to be a lesson learned through all of that. Because at the end of the day, God wants us to be a people drawn unto him who are, are holy and purified in him and um, would adhere to his voice, to his message, to his um, commandments, to everything that he has given us so freely. I think one of the hardest things that people have a time accepting is that the gospel is free. <laughs> The gospel is freely given to all. We are very fortunate in the United States of America that we still have the liberty to be able to attain Bibles and to be able to read the Bible in the comfort of our own homes. If I wanted to go to a park and read the Bible, I could do so. If I wanted to go to a, a coffee cafe and sit down and have a cup of coffee, I could do that too. I could read my Bible there. There is no... 
restrictions for me in this country of the United States to read my Bible. And that is good and great for now. Uh, we don't never know what the future will hold, but we hold on tight to God's word. And that's why it's important to embed God's word in our life, our minds, our spirits. So we know how to deal with everyday life circumstances. Because if tomorrow they ever took away materi- materially our Bibles, wiped out every app, Bible app out of your phone or even took away your phone, would you still be able to read God's word in your heart? Would you still know it? Would you still be able to quote some things about the word of God? So when things are going against you, you can say, you know, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? Uh, even You may not even remember that it's Philippians 4.13, but you'll remember the scripture so you'll be able to voice it right um and that's something that we need to think about my friends we hold on to the solid rock of jesus christ and what he's doing in our lives but we also live in this natural world where so many things are happening around us things are just are just unveiling right in front of our eyes and for some of us we see it clearly and for others we, we turn away from it. We don't want to um, see it. We don't want to believe it. We want to deny it. Um, and then next thing you know, because you, you, tur- you, know, you didn't concentrate on it, which is correct. We're not supposed to, as Christians, concentrate on these things of what's happening in this world. But we're supposed to be aware of it to prepare ourselves spiritually for what would happen in the natural So as we continue to read along in the book of Hosea, this is what chapter 7 says, starting in verse 8. It says, Ephraim has mixed himself among the peoples. Ephraim is a cake unturned. Aliens have devoured his strength, but he does not know it. Yes, gray hairs are here and there on him yet he does not know it. And the pride of Israel testifies to his face, but they do not return to the Lord their God, nor seek him for all this. We'll leave it right there. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We know your word is truth. Your word gives us life. Your word inspires us. And your word gives us great examples of other people and their lives and the choices they've made and how you have set examples to show us exactly how you dealt with them. So we thank you for your word. Amen. You know, my friends, um, at the time of Hosea, the children of Israel had decided, many of them did for that, had decided that they were going to intermingle themselves with the other nations, with other foreign people. And this is something specifically that God had warned them about. 
He had warned them about not intermingling the family heritage of the children of Israel with foreigners. Because God knew the foreigners' intentions. He knows always everyone's intention. He knows yours and mine's today intentions. He knows every detail of our lives. And he was making it very clear to them at this time that when they were uh, in situations in, la- in other lands that they would conquer or be a part of, that they could go and conquer certain lands, but that they cannot intermingle themselves with that society. They can live in the society, but they don't have to become like the society or intermingle with the society. Because God had his chosen people that he wanted of the children of Israel to be blessed and to be blessed beyond measure. God made that information to them very clear. And he also made it very clear to the previous generations at the time of Moses and and Joshua. You know, specific instructions that were given to them. Every time they're going to cross the land, every time they're going to conquer a specific nation. God made it very clear in his word. And today I believe, my friends, that God is making that very clear to us as well. He is actually constantly reminding me personally about, don't go there. Don't go to that get-together. I know that you want to go, even though... You know, you could meet some prominent people in the industry, but I don't think you should go there. And I hear that voice, and I heed to it. I go, okay, I'm not going to attend that event, or I'm not going to go there. There's just something about the Spirit that reveals to me, especially the Holy Spirit, that identifies things on my behalf, uh, identifies warning signs on my behalf. And lets me know about it ahead of time. So I can then make the right choices. And this is how we're supposed to live our lives, my friends. We're supposed to be guided by the Holy Spirit to make the correct choices in our lives. So when it says here that Ephraim has mixed himself among the peoples, Ephraim is a cake unturned. Because the people at the time of the children of Israel, they had intermarried with foreign nations, foreign individuals, people from other cultures, people from other um, um, tribes, people from other areas that were not followers of God. And because they intermingled with them, they ended up, unfortunately for themselves, getting caught up in evil things, evil ways. They started to mimic what the other foreign people were doing. They started to do what they were doing. They started to get along with their belief systems that had nothing to do with God. Because my friend, what happens to us is when we are into mingling with other people that we know we have no business doing so with, we can get into trouble. Things can happen in our lives that we were not expecting. And when it says here, aliens have devoured his strength, but he does not know it. Yes, gray hairs are here and there on him, 
yet he does not know it. Because when you intermingle with the people you're not supposed to intermingle with, and we can apply this to our lives today, we're hanging out with people we're not supposed to be hanging out with. And if you're a young one listening to this podcast right now, you know you're not supposed to be hanging out with the crew that you be hanging out with. You know you're not supposed to be hanging out with some girls or some guys in your neighborhood, especially if your parent has already told you, do not hang out with that crowd. You know, that crowd is trouble. This individual is trouble. He's, they, they can lure you in a way to get you into trouble, to have you do things like what they're doing. And then next thing you know, you get caught up and you got situations and circumstances in your life that you're trying to resolve that are a little difficult. And what happens is that most of the time, a lot of times you don't even know that that individual, that group of people, those group of people are having a major influence on your life and start to deter you from the way of thinking, which is correctly, innocently, you know, respectfully. And you might get caught up doing things and saying things that were not the type of your personality that you have before because people can influence us very easily especially today we can apply this to our lives right social media is one of the main platforms where everyone gets influenced by someone else we can sit at our phones all day and scroll and we can get influenced by the people we hear speaking by how they're dressed by how they are walking and talking, their lifestyles. We can get influenced by the things that we see that they have, they, they're on a clout about. They, um, you know, we could just see so many things. And our hearts then, in seeing these things, start to turn because we may start to lust over it. We may start to envy over it. Um, and you know, a spirit of jealousy may come in. You will find yourself that you all of a sudden become a little bit more aggressive. If they have that, I want it too. You know, you, you will just, your mind would just start to wonder and think in a certain way, like it didn't think before. And that way of thinking sometimes can really sabotage yourself and other things that God has for you in your life. And when it says here that even the gray hairs are here, they're on him, yet he does not know it. You know, we can spend a lot of time with people and we can easily pick up on their attitudes and begin to imitate their actions. So if you're the type of person who's been quite passive your whole life and all of a sudden you start hanging out with the wrong people and you now become aggressive you become arrogant you start to speak to people disrespectfully you know um you could uh you know act on things irrationally these things happen and it happens to a lot of us with the lives that we live, it happens to us at work, uh, especially if we're in pursuit of other things in our lives besides, you know, just everyday life, 
necessity things. Careers like the one that I'm in in film and television, you know, where I am constantly every day trying to uh, figure out based on God's guidance in my life, you know, how do I pursue this career? What do I do? Who do I hang out with? Who do I have conversations with? Who do I trust? Who do I go into contract agreements with? There's a lot involved here. And I have to always consult with the Lord so it's very clear to me the things I'm supposed to be doing or not doing. Because I may make the wrong choice that could ruin certain things in my life. Or the things that God has prepared for me to bless me with. I can be sabotaging it for myself. So we have to be very careful about the influence that's around us. And how that affects us. We have to also be very careful about what people say to us and how we take those words. For many of us, you know, we're very sensitive. Many of us are sensitive, right? We hear words and we don't know how to deal with those words because those words get embedded in our hearts. They offend us. They get us upset. You know, we're very sensitive. We're very... um uh, emotional about it. We don't know how to deal with it. And before you know it, you are affected by it and you don't know how to defend yourself against it. And that's why it's important to have God's word in our hearts. Because many of people who have grown up believing two ways. One is maybe you had a parent, a loved one, or someone in your life who told you you would never amount to anything. These were constant words that you would constantly hear almost every week. You're never going to amount to anything. You're not good enough. You know, you're, you're dumb. You're stupid. You're ignorant. Whatever it might be that you were told growing up, those words affect many people. And when they grow up, they still believe that in their hearts that they're never going to amount to anything. They're never good enough. They're not of value. No one thinks or needs them for anything. And people struggle because of those words that were imparted in their hearts at a very young age. And then when you're older, you have a hard time dealing uh, and really putting your life on a trajectory that is honorable to God. Or even honorable just to yourself. And when we see this, we get an idea that words were embedded into their hearts from an early age. In another scenario, when you're an adult and you never were told negative words, you were always told positive words your whole life. Your parents maybe said, you know, little Susie, you are going to be a good, faithful young lady who's going to grow up to love the Lord, who's going to grow up to be kind to people. You're going to respect people. You're going to have good morals. You are going to um, always do the right thing. You know, those are positive words. And then that individual grows up with positive words. But then as an adult, they start hanging out with adult people, (laughs) right? Big difference from the childhood people. And then they, even though they've been embedded with all this positive thinking, all this positive words, they start hanging as an adult with the wrong crowd. And next thing you know, they're doing bad things. 
and an example would be you know you're very well off you have a job you live you might live with your parents or not live with your parents you know you do the right thing you're very careful in how you treat people respectful but then you start hanging out with someone and then someone says to you hey you know what we're gonna go to this party or whatever and you go to the party and then next thing you know at the party there's a lot of drinking, there's drugs, there's things going on that are beyond the party. And all of a sudden, you know, you're seeing other people doing it. You're seeing other people talking about it. You're hearing them talking about it. And all of a sudden now they can become an influence to you. Those scenarios. And then you start drinking. And then you start doing drugs. And then you start partying beyond the party. You know what I mean? Because those people became an influence. And all those positive words that you were told still might go down the drain. Because we don't have God's word embedded in us to say, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not doing that. And God's word helps us combat these situations, my friends. You know, if you go somewhere... And you know you ended up in a place that you thought was going to be just a great place to go through and hang out. But there's things beyond your scope that you don't want to be a part of, that you know you should not be a part of, that are not kosher, that's not good. You need to have the strength with God's word. You need to know how to combat that situation and say, I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm not going to entertain that. As a matter of fact, I'm going to say goodbye to everybody and I'm going to get back in my car and I'm going to go back home. You need to know what it is to have the strength and the willpower of your heavenly father who can help you in those situations so you won't easily be swayed into doing things or committing things that is going to hurt you and might hurt others. We need to have that great power within us and the Holy Spirit will always guide us and that's why I said earlier I go by the guidance of the Holy Spirit if the Holy Spirit says don't go here don't go there you know don't talk to this person I then I don't (laughs) I'm just like okay I'm gonna follow the Holy Spirit because the guidance of the Holy Spirit knows more than what we know God knows everything and everybody's intentions with their heart And on many occasions, God knows when someone wants to try to hurt me and how that he prepares me for the event that I have that encounter or he prepares me to avoid that encounter, right? And this is what happens here. Like, next thing you know, you know, you're hanging out with unbelievers and we're going to be very straightforward here. And by being around them, Uh, They have a certain influence on you now. And we don't want to drift into bad habits, my friends. We want to have positive influence onto other people. Meaning that you, if you go into or find yourself in a situation where there are negative things happening, where there are bad things happening, where there are unethical things happening, where there are wickedness happening, things happening, evil things happening. You want to be the beacon of light in that room, in that situation. You want to then be the influencer and not be influenced by that. You need to set an example. Many times, you know, people will say to me, I I, I just couldn't resist it. 
Well, you didn't resist it because you didn't have God's word embedded in your heart. You didn't have conviction hitting you at the time. When you have God's word in your heart, when you have it in your spirit and your soul, and you go into a situation, you walk into a room and you know something's not kosher there, the conviction will automatically hit you, my friends, of like, I don't belong here, I need to get out of here. This is not what God would want me to be. This is not what God would want me to be a part of. Right away, it would hit you in your gut and in your heart. And you would make the right choices to say, I'm walking away. Peace, right? Because at the end of the day, it's about your life, your livelihood. Does And are you going to in any way disrespect God, dishonor God, dishonor yourself? your mind, your spirit, your soul, and physically, emotionally, and mentally. You have to you have to have the strength within you. You have God's word within you to be strong enough to say, I can't be part of this. And what happens is that if you drift into the bad habits of the people around you, then you become the bad habit too. It's like, you know, follow the leader type of thing. Well, no, you don't need to follow the leader if the leader is going to lead you down to a road of destruction. There are many people in our lives that we could look at and say, I don't know if I would go with them on a road trip. <laughs> I don't know if I would go hang out with them at the club. Because as believers, I don't know, but I know I don't go to the clubs anymore, right? Uh, but people still do. There are people that I know that they still do everyday life things. And then you have to say to yourself, am I making the wrong choices? And am I making the right choices? Should I be hanging out with these people? Should I not be hanging out with them? Because we can easily as human beings be swayed. But you want to flip it. You want to be the influencer to people. So if you know a friend of yours is doing something bad, let's say they are doing drugs. And you can come to them and say, hey, you know, do you realize that, you know, that these drugs, could, they're affecting your brain, they're affecting your mind, they're, you know, they're affecting your spirit, they're physically, they're like destroying you, it's destroying your body, it's breaking down things in your body. Like, you could be that beacon of light that comes and says to someone, are you aware of the side effects of this? Are you aware that um, this makes you weak? in physicality uh are you aware that you know this slurs your mouth your words like you could be the beacon of light and then have that person possibly see things a different way right and as believers of christ we're supposed to be beacons of light influencers that when we walk into a room it would be evident that the holy spirit operates in us and that god and Jesus is part of our lives. People can see that light in us, my friends, when we go to places. Sometimes there are times when they see the light so clear, they run. <laughs> they run, okay? And sometimes the enemy and the dominions that are out there in the spiritual world know you have the light and will try to come and tempt you in a way through, through someone to try to sway you from the light. You have to be strong enough to know I'm a beacon of light unto my heavenly father who has me here for a purpose. You need to flip that and you need to be the influencer. Because here's the thing, on many occasions, many people don't realize that they're being swayed away from the, the God's goodness. 
And then they get caught up in things and then forget about God. And next thing they, they know, they're in bad situations. And next thing you know, their livelihood starts going down the drain. They lose their job. They lose their home. They lose their car. They lose their um, scholarship to, to college because they cut out from school so many times. Now they lost that scholarship. They've been expelled. Whatever. Whatever happens. But these things do happen, my friends. Because if we're around the wrong crowd and get influenced the wrong way, we will make wrong choices and decisions for ourselves that God ultimately did not tell us to do. We have to always rely on the Holy Spirit to guide us. And it says here, And the pride of Israel testifies to his face, but they do not return to the Lord their God, nor seek him for all this. You know, because the pride of Israel, they were very prideful, the people, at this time of Hosea, the children of Israel, they were very prideful. It was like they built up so many walls for themselves, nothing, nothing that they would be warned of or told about was tearing those walls down to a reality of what they were doing. And when that happens, when pride sets in, my friends, pride could really destroy someone very heavily. Pride can have someone walk away from God and not even acknowledge that they need help from God or that they even need help from someone else. Pride will stop you from getting that promotion. Pride will stop you from being regarded as a person who's compassionate, loving, understanding, down to earth. Pride will set in and have you sabotage yourself because you don't, you're not willing to possibly hear other people's great input or advice or um, instructions about something. An example would be like, let's say you fall under the leadership of someone that's supposed to help you uh, prepare or perform a task, and you have such pride in you that no matter what good things the person says out of their mouth to show you how to do the task or what's the best way to go about it, which is the correct way, uh, you're so prideful against that person. You have such a pride inside of you that you feel that that person cannot tell you anything because you already know it all. Pride can put us in a situation, my friend, that is not good. That could really um, set us up for failure. Um, and when we fail, sometimes we have to ask ourselves, did we fail because this is a good failure because God stopped whatever was happening in my life because God was protecting me. And that's why the situation, this assignment, whatever I was working on didn't happen. You maybe you were taken out of a project, right? I recently was taken out of a project and I, and in that sense, I just go, well, this is just, it has to be what God prefers for me to not do or it's maybe not meant for me to be part of this at this time I have to look at this from a godly perspective 
and not a worldly perspective. But a lot of times this is what happens. We let the worldly pride come into our hearts, come into our mind, and we end up sabotaging ourselves. We end up walking away from God. We end up uh, not even want to having a good encounter with people. You know, you go around with that mentality of like, you can't tell me what to do. I know it all. I'm not doing it your way. My ba- way is better. Even though you know that your way 10 times is wrong. And it takes it, uh, you're doing it the longer way to do it, which is, which takes more time. When this person is trying to show you a new way that's easier and better to deal with so you can get the task at, ha- at hand done. But because you have so much pride, you're not listening to that person. You're not even hearing that person, even if the person is giving you good advice. And that happens sometimes too. Little ones, teenagers with your parents. You know, your parents are always there to try to help you, protect you, make sure that you go down the right road in your life. And even as teenagers and, 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 and even young kids, pride comes into their heart. And you like sometimes going like, what got into this kid? What, what got into this kid of mine? What's pride? <laughs> pride is setting in. Uh, And pride can set in also because of the influences around us. We start to see how people get things based on how they speak, they walk, they talk, they react. And then other people see that and say, oh man, that guy just got what he wanted. Well, let me speak how he spoke so that way I can get what I want too. And next thing you know, your kid comes into your home after hanging out with the crew or whatever. And he starts talking to you, the parent, a certain way. Because he heard his friend talk to his mother or father that way. And that's not a good thing. Because then you have to step in as the parent and be like, Sorry, buddy. Sorry, honey. You're not hanging out with that crew anymore. Because you already know the influence that is being set upon your child. And this applies to us as adults (laughs) as well. You know? As even as adults, we can easily be tempted, we can easily be swayed, and next thing you know, we're like, yeah, I'm hanging out, I'm doing my own thing, you can't tell me what to do. Well, and then next thing you know, things just start going bad. And then you start wondering, but how did that happen? Because you let pride come in, you didn't hear anybody when they were trying to help you, And you did it your way. Because in your mind, it was like, it's my way or the highway. And now you're on the highway deserted all by yourself. Because you definitely went on that highway by yourself. Let me tell you something. God's word is so clear to us in this, my friends. Because what happens is when pride intensifies in us, we cannot repent from our sins. Especially if you are so caught up in doing things that you know that are not good. And then you have a very hard time to give it up. You have a hard time to give pride. There was a time in my life, my friends, where I had a problem with pride. As a young woman growing up, um, well, as a child growing up, let me start there. As a child growing up, I was always very independent. 
because my mother was half paralyzed and my mother really couldn't give us we were poor to begin with uh my mother could only do so much to for uh, for myself and my little brother when she uh had a major stroke and she was half paralyzed and she could only see out through one eye because one eye was closed was gone and when that happened to my mom my mom couldn't do anything with us like she couldn't um she couldn't do regular mother children stuff like she did with my older siblings prior to her stroke right so during that time in my life while my little brother and I were with my mom and, and all my other siblings have gone off and gotten married I my life with my mom was different from theirs I was cooking, I was cleaning. I started working at a very early age. I was already working at the age of 14. Uh because you know at the age of 14 at the time you were able to get your um you know your your working papers so you could go work. And I was already set up in my mind of so, having such responsibilities at an early age. which I feel today are good still because I'm still <laughs> that's still embedded in me responsibility organization you know uh preparing your home having your home organized all those things um priorities pay your bills first you know if you have money left over later then you might go buy yourself a, a blouse <laughs> or something simple hygiene stuff right and because i grew up so independently by the time i started to um date a couple of guys i was very independent and because i didn't have my mother passed away when i was 18 and my dad was in and out of my life for many years i always felt like you can't tell me what to do cuz i've always told my own self what to do right so that was pride as a young adult in my heart And as I went through different relationships that I was trying to, you know, date a guy here or there, those relationships didn't last too long because of my pride. I just felt like you can't tell me what to do, especially a a male, right? Uh this was an issue I was dealing with myself personally. When God got a hold of me and started to help me break down walls, cuz bride pick a uh, bright pride um builds up walls in your life and i had a lot of walls like people were like trying to chisel away with it <laughs> with a sledgehammer and nobody was getting through even my own family and it wasn't until i believe i got my first dog that was given to me accidentally i didn't even want a dog i was like i didn't want to be responsible for anybody else i want to be responsible for myself right uh that i started to my heart started to soften up a bit because now i wasn't just taking care of myself i was taking care of, so- of someone else which was my pet and just with time as god then you know i became a born again christian and god came into my life and god started to show me things he started to unveil in my life the pride that i had in my heart and tearing it down that pride and he tore it down in a way so unbelievable to me because he allowed me to go through um experiences and lessons 
to help me tear down that pride. And in tearing down that pride, then I could understand who God was, accept him fully into my heart, see other people's lives, see other people, how the, how other people felt and how people needed help and how people needed encouragement. Like I was able to see uh, to the through the tearing down of the pride that was in me, I was then able to see a little bit clearer, much clearer at that, because then I started to see God's heart in my heart. And that's the place we want to get to, my friends. We want to get to a place where we return to God, where we don't let this pride continue to have a hold on us, and we let the walls fall down. So that way God could do a work in our hearts and he can turn us back to him. And when he turns us back to him, then we can ask and see the full purpose of what he has for our lives, of what he would want us to do, how he would want us to carry out our lives and how he would want us to help others and lift him up and glorify him in his kingdom. Because this is a broken world, my friends, and we need to reach a lot of people who are hurting today. There are people hurting right in our neighborhoods. There are people hurting right in our developments where we work, uh, excuse me, where we live. And there are people hurting in our workplaces. And we don't even recognize that because we have pride in our hearts and we don't see nothing else but ourselves. But once you let go of that, my friends, once you let God come in and intervene in your heart and you see things differently, you're going to say to yourself, wow, this is amazing, Lord. Thank you so much for unveiling the, the lay, you know, put, peeling back the layers and showing me that, oh, wow, I have been this way all this time. I have been thinking this way, speaking this way. And it wasn't until God really got a hold of me and I let God get a hold of me. Sometimes, you know, you get pressed against the wall. You're like, guys, surrender. Here I am. I'm surrendering. (laughs) Can't take it anymore, Lord. Take all this pride away from me. What's going on with me? I want to be renewed in my mind and my spirit and my soul. Give me a clean clean heart. And then next thing you know, all these walls came down and then I started to see life in a different way. So my friends, I don't know about you, but we need to turn back to God. The people at the time of Hosea, um, they wouldn't turn back to the Lord, their God, nor seek him for anything. They were going through this thing in their lives where they had gotten so influenced by other people, other nations, other foreign, you know, cultures, that they got caught up in the things they weren't supposed to get caught up in. And in God's word here, he's unveiling it. He's exposing it. He's sharing it. Because we can apply this to our lives today. And you have to ask yourself this question. Have I been in a place where I've mixed myself with people or things that I'm not supposed to be a part of? How has that affected my life? And do I have pride in my heart? Because if all those are answers that you can say, yeah, I have been hanging out with the wrong people. Yes, I have been thinking the wrong thing. Yes, my heart has become very hardened. I have pride 
You need to run back to the Lord, my friend, so God could tear down those walls and start working on your heart all over again to get it to a place where our hearts are his hearts. Our heart needs to be functioning like the Lord wants it in a healthy manner. And we need to understand God's heart so we could it could be embedded in our hearts. So my friends, I hope you have been blessed by this word. I know I have been. Continue to enjoy your weekend. Continue to know that God loves you and God is a good, good daddy who loves us and is always by our side. And have the opportunity, if you can, to spend some time this weekend with the Lord. Seek his face, hear his voice. So that way he can go ahead and he can show you some things in your life that you are struggling in. And how he can help you overcome those struggles and allow you to open up your heart again and let go of pride. So my friends, enjoy the rest of your weekend. I look forward to sharing the word of God with you again next week. Where we will rise and shine with the word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. God bless you. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the word of God. The word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.